Make it your study then to confront every harsh impression with the words, you are but an impression and not at all what you seem to be. Epictetus. Hello, my fellow Stoics, and thank you for listening in to today's episode. So, recently I had come across some interesting information. Firstly, that while being a practicing Stoic, I just learned that Epictetus is not the philosopher's actual name. <laughs> In Greek, it means acquired. And we actually don't know what Epictetus's name actually was. It's just, just we reference him as Epictetus. And now that's not to say, oh, well, you know, you're a fraud. At least that's how I felt. <laughs> you know, how can you be a practicing Stoic and not know that? But I think at the end of the day, you know, understanding the lives of these Stoics is a great thing, and I think it's a, also a very interesting thing that adds to the Stoic philosophy. What I have primarily focused on has always been the practices, the techniques, the knowledge, the tools that the Stoics provide for us, uh, and we use them to become better Stoics in the modern day. So uh, just as a tidbit, you know, that's hopefully... Some other people also barely learned that. And if you did, I hope you found that quite interesting. This goes into what we're going to talk about today, which is Epictetus was relatively clear about what he thought his role as a philosopher was. And I think that this should extend into the idea of philosophy in general to many people. And that is that the philosopher is a doctor. And the philosopher's school is a hospital. And this hospital, what is, what is the purpose of it? It's the hospital for the souls. And Socrates also echoed this as well. He had argued that the task of a philosopher is to take care of one's soul, just as a physician takes care of one's body. And by soul, we shouldn't assume anything immaterial, immortal, or supernatural. Instead, in this context, we should understand it simply means the mind, thoughts, and beliefs of everybody. That is what the soul represented to a lot of these uh, ancient philosophers. And in many ways, we can transcend them to today. So the task of the philosopher is to analyze, assess the things that somebody thinks, examining their impressions and their judgments about life. And for Socrates and later the Stoics, this concern with taking care of one's soul was all the more important because he and they held that the condition of our souls ultimately determined the quality of our lives. And I think that this was a very beautiful thought as it transcends to Marcus Aurelius, you know, test your mental impressions for the... The quality of your thoughts determine the quality of your life. Marcus Aurelius also echoes that as well. And I think that that's absolutely true to today. And when we think of ourselves as when we're practicing philosophy, we are being doctors to ourselves, doctors to our own soul. 
because that, in essence, is a, is a very important aspect of the human experience. Whether or not you're spiritual or not, we do have to understand that there is some spiritual essence to the human condition. Whether that be you, you can identify that as a deep sense of wonder that keeps and maintains human curiosity. That is embedded in our nature. And you can use that to speculate what the idea of spirituality is to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a particular religion or, or, or this religious ideal that you should be striving for when you're practicing philosophy and also um, stoicism. And so Socrates famously chastised his fellow Athenians for paying too much attention to their bodies and their possessions, but very little attention to their souls, to what they think and what they believe, to their values and their, and their characters. And so Socrates insisted that the key to a good, happy life lies in attending to your thoughts, your values, your beliefs, your soul. Now, doesn't that statement there kind of lend to what is kind of happening in today's society? <laughs> it's almost like we're not that much different, right, to to the ancient um, people, right? We have always been in a position of um, kind of examining our bodies for what they are and what and the utility of that body and also of our possessions and wanting more of it and acting as though that determines your value. And I think that, you know, if you're online enough, hopefully you're not on the side of the internet that <laughs> maybe I'm exposed to. Everybody's side of the internet is a little different, but there's a lot of conversation being generated about, you know, your body and how trying to perfect it aesthetically or, 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 or even going as far as biohacking. I don't know if many of you have heard of that as well, where you're trying to just make sure your body is in peak, peak performance. You know, you need to be looking at the sun the first thing in the morning and then cold plunge and then go for an exercise and make sure you read and then take these vitamins and then take magnesium for sleep and then do this. Like all of this is in a, in, in a way worshiping your own body. And that's nothing wrong with that. But Socrates believed that if you put too much emphasis into those things, you lose sight of what it is to actually live a good life. You lose sight of the passion of, the, uh, of, of developing that soul that you have that is part of the human experience. This also goes into the, the other side of things where your possessions... Um, seeking too many possessions and acting as though those determine who you are. And of course, there is some truth to all of this, right? There, There is some truth to making sure your body is healthy. Otherwise, people do make judgments about you and you can lose opportunity. And that is very true. I agree with that. And I'm sure many of the Stoics also believe that. And in fact, we're going to go into that a little bit in more detail right now. But same thing with possessions. Of course, there's some truth to if you have certain possessions, people judge you differently. And that also grants you opportunity. 
But what Socrates and many of the Stoics argue is that you need to make room for taking care of your soul. Because again, if you put too much emphasis in those other things, you lose sight of what it means to live a good life. Because in in many ways, it's completely natural for us to pursue things that help us to provide food, shelter, things that maintain our health and possessions that contribute to our physical comfort. We all pursue material prosperity because it helps to secure our survival. That is a human experience and that is very true. And so it makes sense when we're trying to uh, build our bodies to look pleasing to people's eyes, whether it be to securing a mate or whether it be to securing opportunities with people that you'd like for them to take you seriously. And then same thing with material possessions. Of course, you know, focusing too much on that can be bad, but it is important, especially in the modern day, to make enough money to save, to make enough money to invest in your future, to make enough money to prepare for adversity. And those all fall into securing your own survival. And that is completely natural. That part is not what the Stoics are arguing. They are arguing that a virtuous character is the only thing that is truly good. And we shouldn't ever compromise our character in the pursuit of those material possessions and or egotistical uh, pursuits like making sure your body looks a certain way. And most importantly, the Stoics would argue that we shouldn't think for a second that these things on their own can make us happy, at least not long term. Part of the human experience is understanding that part of our nature and understanding that we have to control it. Another part of of our understanding of maintaining someone's soul and, and curating that is that not only is it understanding the human conditions uh, of wanting those things to secure our survival, but understanding that we are also social creatures. And if humans are by nature social creatures, automatically born into families and communities, then a good human being will be one that behaves sociably. And so it's important that when we are developing our souls, we're developing our souls for not only ourselves, but also for the people around us, for for our communities. Because, again, even those pursuits that you want, whether it be focusing too much on your physical appearance versus your possessions, they are, in, in a way, for others. They are for the attraction of other people. They are for the attraction of opportunities across other people. Therefore, you are a social human being. And you can't lone wolf your life. <laughs> that is, in essence, a part of maintaining that soul within yourself. The Stoics think that humans will naturally mature into rational, virtuous adults. And we are, by nature, reasonable and decent social animals. Now, that is quite different from what many people would often say that humans... that so Some people say that humans are first and foremost, bad, 
you know, that, that we are innately evil. And, and there's that side of the debate. But many Stoics would argue that, again, to maintain your security, your survival, a human must be sociable so they can work together to build that security. We need each other. And so that's a big part of maintaining your soul. It's understanding the many aspects that that your soul extends out to. So the big lesson then about becoming a philosopher doctor and understanding that aspect of maintaining and curating one's own soul and taking care of it and the, for the people around you as well is that while there are many external aspects of our lives that we might want to change, like physical appearance and material possessions, we need to pay close attention to how we think about these things as well. We have to remember our individual reality. We have to remember that we are far more than just ourselves. We are also part of the whole. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, and I wish you well, my fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.